So I, uh, I got this email. I got my hands on this email. There's an assistant professor at the University of Arizona, Gertrina Besla, an assistant professor in the Department of Astronomy. Doesn't matter. She sent out this email. Subject, two actions to support DACA students. She writes, Hi, everyone. You are likely aware of some of the current issues facing students who qualified for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals Program. You may also be wondering how you can help. Two recommended actions are listed below. One, please see attached flyer concerning a lunchtime training on Wednesday, October 25th, planned by the, ready for this, U of A Immigrant Student Resource Center, the ISRC. Same group, same organization that put those horrendous things out on the website about Trump. He's an idiot. He's a racist, all this other stuff. Um, Remember that? Covered that a few weeks ago with the campus reform reporter. Anyway, she writes, it's designed to help educators support our U of A DACA slash undocumented students. If you're a teacher or TAing for a general education class, chances are good that a student affected by these issues is in your class. This session is designed to help you be more effective mentor slash teacher to all of your students. Two, U of A is increasing support for DACA students. Wow, she's speaking for the U of A. The U of A has created a private scholarship fund, which is now available through the U of A Foundation. Do you give money to that? Will be distributed through a third-party community organization. Funds will be available to undocumented and DACA students. To donate, please email Craig Barker. Details about the application process will be available soon. So, Mike, all right, is this, I know it's private, but is this, Legal, shouldn't you know about this? What's going on? So I, uh, I, I, I got a copy of the email and I sent it to State Rep. Mark Fincham in Oro Valley, who's like the only guy doing good things in the legislature. Mark, thanks for joining us this morning, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for uh, having me on. You got it. I, I, if you're going to drive around today, hopefully you could drive on some solar panels covering potholes. We'll talk about that later. Um, Don't get me started. I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, so, all right, I sent you this uh, this this thing, and again, this is the U of A Immigrant Student Resource Center, kind of behind this a little bit, I guess. Um, I mean, I, I haven't been able to find out, and, and the, the president of the school never got back to the, the student reporter at the U of A about, are they funded by the U of A, uh, or is it just, do they meet on their own? We don't know how that works, but they're involved in this. Is First off, is this whole situation legal? What's your take on it? Well, I've, I have been able to ascertain that, first of all, this is not a University of Arizona function. Uh, the content of the email is factually incorrect, and I have that on very good authority from my contact at the university. Which part of it? The U of A is increasing support for DACA students? That That is factually incorrect. Okay. The, fa- the assertion that... Uh, the U of A Foundation, the University Foundation, is working to secure tuition. That is factually incorrect. Now, with that said, there are organizations out there that are attempting to do this, and you know they can't. The university can't stop a kid from paying for their tuition. It's just not going to work because that's a private transaction. However, as far as the state sanctioning anything, the university sanctioning anything, that is just not the case. But what about uh, the scholarship? So if, if there happen to be people 
that donate, but again, they're, they're not doing it. The foundation's not doing it. But if yeah. people want to give other people money, whether illegal or illegal, and they use that to pay for it, they have every right to do that, right? Yeah, scholarship is, is used really loosely here, okay? Um, what they're doing, or what they're apparently attempting to do, is establish a fund to give money to the kids to pay for tuition. Now, some would say that's a scholarship. Yeah, I suppose in the... In the purest sense of the word, it is a scholarship. They're giving the money in order to do scholarly work. Hmm. Um, but that's not something that is being managed, uh, promoted. Well, apparently it's being promoted using <laughs> university um, Internet space, but that is something that I'm told uh, they were, the university leadership was unaware of. And that they have, it's not approved, it's not an approved communication coming out of the university. That's what I was going to ask you, too. I mean, this this professor, by the way, you're listening to State Rep. Mark Fincham on KNST AM 790. So uh, this, this assistant professor sending out an email like this, uh, is she going to get in trouble? Um, I can't speak to if there are going to be any ramifications out of that. She's, she's a tenure-track professor, from what I understand. Um, certainly, they have policies on personal communications uh, going out over um, university email. I mean, because when you do that, you make it appear that you are standing on the platform of the university. And the, the truth is it couldn't be any further from that than it is. So you're telling me, hang on a second, so I'm looking at the flyer. I don't know if you saw the flyer that was created. I, I believe uh, there's actually a flyer that was attached to the email that I got, and I copied and pasted something else to you. And it mm-hmm. literally says, Immigrant Student Resource Center, let's do mm-hmm. lunch, conversations about how to support DACA and undocumented students on campus, Wednesday, October 25th, 1 to 3 in the Chavez Building, Room 205. Register gives a link, and on the bottom it has the University of Arizona, uh, the Early Academic Outreach, and then the ISRC. So all, it looks like this is a university-sponsored function. It would appear so, but it's not. Wow. That's one of the problems with a communication like this. Uh, it did not come through normal channels. It's something that uh, a group of people apparently decided to take upon themselves. Um, the university leadership was as surprised as I was to receive it because they didn't get a copy. So they weren't in the email distribution string, from what I understand. So when I reached out to the folks that I typically deal with at U of A and said, hey, uh, can you help me understand what this is all about? Uh, They were absolutely in the dark. And they said, tell you what, we'll get somebody on it right away. And to their credit, within 24 hours, I had a phone call laying out, here's what's going on, this is what we're doing about it, This is the, the content of the email is factually incorrect, the university is not sponsoring this, the foundation is not sponsoring it, I mean, they really got their ducks in a row. Wow. So they got back to you. But, I mean, this, this can't be the only time that a professor has used, I, I guess, the, univer- they, they, to, the logo, everything, to make it look like it's a university-sanctioned event. I mean, they, oh, again, I, I don't... You yeah, don't... I, think, I think that they're coming to realize that this may be a, a pervasive problem that they're unaware of. But, I mean, you know, you... you I don't know how many professors there are at the university, but I, I think we, the number is too many. Have to live too in many. A big brother state. People should abide by the policies that the university has written, and if they can't do that, um, I, I'm all for saying, if, "Look, there are conditions for tenure. 
if you're not going to follow our policies, we should yank your tenure. Yes, because let me tell you something, uh, Mark, and again, this is State Rep. Mark Fincham on KNST AM 790. Uh, There are taxpayers like me, like you, that are listening right now that are saying, why the hell am I paying taxes to subsidize educations at NAU, ASU, and U of A when we're paying for the salaries of these people at the U of A and they're, they're using it to push an agenda? And it's frustrating. So do you think anybody at the U of A is actually going to do something about this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I made my I made my comments uh, as pointed as they can be, and so far, um, under new leadership, the university has been very responsive. When there is something that is that has occurred that is outside of their policy limits, uh, they have been very quick to respond. Now, of course, things that occur within their policy limits, they they got to look at it and. Trying to understand, okay, has somebody done something that could be construed as acceptable? And then, of course, they have to have that whole revisiting the policy thing and all that. But in this case, the communications policy of the university, I mean, because what's happened here is by use of all of the, the acronyms and the university email system and all of that, it appears to add legitimacy to the email that exactly. it is, in fact, sponsored by the university. Exactly. I mean, and we that's can't, the thing that I think leadership was, was most concerned about. It but should. This isn't coming from us. Well, we can't figure out, Mark. Nobody will ever get back to us or any reporters if, like, that, that ISRC, the Immigrant Student Resource Center, do they get funding? Do they get taxpayer funding? And nobody wants to answer the question because they're the ones that wrote those horrific things about Trump and Pence and illegal immigrants are good, and DACA, you're fine. And I mean, they curse. This is, is it a university-funded organization that is writing those disgusting things on, on social media and on, on their even uh, U of A uh, website? Well, that's a question I will see about getting answered today. Cool. Man, thank God you're doing this <laughs> stuff. I mean, I, there are so many things going on here at I really do appreciate folks like you and, and constituents who are actually engaged in paying attention to what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, we look at the the, uh, the whole um, the Tucson gun destruction thing. That was Tucson employees who had to wait until they were retired so that there wouldn't be any retribution, who came to me because nobody else would listen to them and said, look, this is, this is lawlessness, and we can't seem to get anybody interested in helping us. Mm-hmm. So, and you did it, man. I, I Thanks to you. I appreciate the fact that there's people like you, people like uh, other constituents who raise their hand and say, look, this, this just can't be. This can't be allowed to stand. Well, let me tell you oh. something. Again, I'm not trying to make this a big, uh, you know, hugging session right here or anything, Mark. But no, you're, you're, but but you're the lawmaker. I, oh, no. People for doing that. Well, I appreciate it. But you know what? We've been so tainted because any, anytime somebody tries to call McCain or Flake's office, they can't get through or they're given some random answer or they send an email and they're given this form email back. And that goes the same for McSally's office and others. They feel like, you know what, I pay these people, they're supposed to do what I want, listen to what mm-hmm. I say, and I can't yeah. even get in touch with them. And you're one of the rare lawmakers that actually is like, all right, I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll ask some questions. And we're like shocked about that. It's like we're afraid to, to contact lawmakers now because we think we're wasting your time and, and nothing's ever going to get done. No, you're not wasting my time. Not at all. And In fact, I, I, um, I think the, this kind of makes the example very clear. Local control, state control, uh, gives you availability to people. You've got my cell phone number. Yep. And I answer it 
well, except at ten o'clock at night. That's true. <laughs> By the way, if but, you want, if you want to call I, Mark on his cell, it's nine seven six Mark. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I mean the, the fact that uh, if we're going to get things done to improve this republic, it gets done at the state level. Yep. Washington D.C. is so broken; they can't even find their way to work. I think no. Um, they knew what work was. No, Yiggs, thank you. Uh, do you do you think that? I mean, I hate laws and stuff like that, but I mean, does there need to be something that you, as a lawmaker, needs to do to try to prevent this from happening? Where if you find out there's any kind of um, false, I mean, it's like it's like a falsehood that a, that a, a tenured professor, non tenured, doesn't matter. A school employee sends out an email where it seems right. like it is a state a school sponsored event. If they're lying about it to gain legitimacy, shouldn't they? Pay the price? Well, I think that's something that we need to look at. Um, uh, I, I understand the reason for tenure. Universities are supposed to be places where critical thinking, where you can explore ideas, where you can express in a, in a safe environment, and I'm not talking about safe speech. I'm just talking about, the exp- which, by the way, we have a problem with these days, where you can express an unpopular idea and debate it. Yeah. That's what universities are supposed to be for. And that, in my opinion, has been corrupted, it's been co-opted, and it's been perverted. So if we are going to continue to go down this path, my question, my pointed question is, where is the teaching of critical thinking happening? And if it's not happening at the university, I would say that the taxpayers are getting shortchanged. Yeah, we're getting ripped off. Look, for example, you just brought up Congress. If we have been engaged as a university system throughout the country in teaching the best and brightest to go to Washington, D.C. and represent our interests, and we have been teaching critical thinking, then we're in deep trouble. Mm -hmm. Because we have people who don't engage in critical thinking, who engage in pandering. So the, the answer to your question, I'll get off my soapbox, is there's a reason that the House of Representatives has appropriating authority. That means we pay the bills. Yep. That means we send money to counties, cities, universities, that the taxpayers have parted with in order to get something done. And if we're not going to pursue getting something done, that defined priority, and that money gets diverted to other places then it's the responsibility of the legislature to cut that money off and send it to somebody who will get a priority done. Well, you know, on that note, Mark, and again, real quick, this is a State Rep. Mark Fincham on KNST AIM 790. What what I want to know is uh, money is being wasted on roads here in Pima County. And her funds, what is it, $84 million in her funds we get a year here in Pima County, $84 million, and most of it goes to pay off a bond from 1997. I think only $3 million of it goes to actually fixing the roads. So, uh, and, and Pima County's not the only county or town in Arizona that does this. There are others as well. Uh, but you and Allie Miller are working together to try to make a, and it's sad that you have to do this, but you have to make a, a, a bill, right? Make a law that, that says 80% of that money needs to be spent on what it's supposed to be used for, Right. That's what I'm advocating for. I've tried running that bill for, I think, three years. You can't get and, Republican... And the, counties, re- the counties don't want to be hemmed in on how they spend the money. Okay. So I'm of the mind that, okay, if you don't want to be hemmed in, that tells me that you're already not doing what the taxpayers have asked you to do. Exactly. 
So I'm one of the things that drives me nuts is twenty four million dollars a year going to administrating. Yep, administrative activity. The government is not. In fact, the, the government has devolved, frankly, in my mind, to an employment agency. Mm-hmm. We have people that go to work, and, I, and my my standard for whether or not your work is productive is if you were gone tomorrow, would anybody notice? If, oh. if your job ceased to exist tomorrow, would anybody notice? And if they wouldn't, then why are we doing it? Exactly. Well, so you've been trying to push this bill for three years, and you couldn't get any other Republicans as a Republican. Uh, oh, no, I've house. gotten Republican support. So, uh, but, you know, change is, everybody seems to be interested in protecting the status quo. They don't really want to lead. They've got this buddy and that buddy and this person and that person. I mean, there's a fairly strong group of conservative, fiscal conservative Republicans at the House, and there are some in the Senate. Um, we've, we've tried to move this ahead, but every time it comes into conflict with the wants and desires of the League of Cities and Towns and the County Supervisors Association, uh, the bill either gets killed or doesn't make it to the floor for debate. So, so there's, one of the things two... that I, I, want to, I want to see, yeah. uh, one of the ways we could fashion this is to provide 50% of the funding up front, and 50% gets reimbursed when the project's complete. Were you telling me, though, that that uh, guys like Chuck Huckleberry, county administrators, they have that much power where they can call up lawmakers and say, kill this, and that's it? I think collectively. I mean, I, I, when, oh. I, when I bring this bill up, I get the response, please don't make us suffer for Chuck Huckleberry's behavior. But what the hell? Everybody should go through this. It should even be 80. It should be 100%, to be that's honest with you. The, that's the point. Yeah. Man. And if you look at the convoluted way that her funds are distributed, it's insane. It looks like the game Mousetrap. Man. I, I'm, I'm finding it very difficult. That's how government seems to protect status quo, is create these architectures that are complicated. It's not complicated. You find out how many miles of roadway you have in a certain area, how often it's traveled, probably by population, and you stroke a check. Then at the other end of the equation, you find out has 80 to 90% of the money actually been spent on repair and rejuvenation, or has it been spent on solar panels? Yep. Exactly. I mean, this is absolutely absurd. And what I don't think other Pima County residents get is that their money is being misused. Their money is being appropriated away from the priority that the legislature sent down when it was funded, and that's fix the damn roads. I sit in a presentation by a fellow by the last name of Snell from Sun Corridor. Oh, yeah. And he's publicly excoriating the county and city because economic development is dependent upon roads, infrastructure, education. So what are we doing? We're putting up solar panels. That has absolutely nothing to do with the priority that employers, job creators, have already expressed to Pima County and the Sun Quarter people. Either they're tone deaf I, 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 I know, I know, I know. Uh, Mark, man, thank you for the hard work. We're just running short on time, uh, right. really short. But 
Sorry about the rant. No, send me a bill. There you go. Not a problem. But if you find out anything about the immigrant uh, immigrant student resource center, if they're funded by the school or not, I'd I'd love to know also. So I appreciate that. You shoot me a text or call me or whatever you want. All right. Yeah, I'll be happy to do that. Thank you, Have Mark. A great day. You too, man. State Rep. Mark Fincham on KNST AM seven ninety.